Hello, guys. Hi. Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football on the pitch, off the pitch. We're a bit late recording this week because I was away this because weekend. Because of you traveling all the time. I'm not. Last time it was you. Well, yeah. A couple weeks ago. So instead of doing another episode through Zoom, we thought we would wait another day and record in person, uh, which makes us have more material to talk about, I guess. That was a weirdly structured yeah, sentence a bit, that I just a said. A bit delayed material. Right, because we're going to be talking about a game that was almost a week ago. Yeah, which... that's the problem with the football or soccer. Like, like once the thing, like once you move on, once the game is over, that's it. The news cycle is really fast, but also because there's just a lot more midweek games because of the World Cup and yeah. everything, right? So. Oh man, fuck, we're so screwed. What are we going to do this summer? I know, right? We're going from almost a game every single day of the week. Yeah to nothing a few friendlies here and there by the way which we are not going to in the u.s yeah i mean i'm not going to fucking watch chelsea play some other no but they're playing good teams yeah no, i know but like no nobody's gonna want to get it's injured. just the tickets like i looked up for example united is playing barcelona or something i yeah. forget and the tickets are pretty expensive no no that's what i'm saying so if you could get a city ticket uh, yours was city west ham and it was with a membership, like, I don't know, 40 pounds. Why wouldn't I just wait until I go to the UK and then go see a game and not have to pay $200 to watch a game in the US where there are no stakes, but we don't, literally no stakes. But and, we don't live in the UK. And also what's very important, at least friendlies are actually, friendlies between national teams are actually important because that's the only chance they have to play together. But these guys will have the whole year to play together. So nobody wants to no, get but, injured preseason. No, but it's for people like us who are football fans but don't live in the UK. Yeah, then maybe just you're not spending. You're not just spending. Just fucking, get <laughs> fucking get a ticket. Fucking get a ticket. But then again, let's say you live in the middle of nowhere in the US and you have to get to one of these big cities. It's not going to cost. No, but they're doing like a tour. I understand, yeah, so but it's still most. Going... It's still mostly big cities. Yeah. In California, on the East Coast. Anyways, we're not going. I'm not yeah. going. Uh, anyways. Anyway, yes. So to start. The earliest game last week, Real Madrid versus Manchester City, 1-1 feels like forever ago. What did you think? Who was the better team here? Honestly, it was a, a really, that's, I think I wrote it even. It was an equal team. Equal team. I thought equal Madrid game. eked out as the slightly better team. Mm, I don't know. I, I think City was not great, but they still managed to get a good result from Madrid. And it was in Madrid, so I think it was a it's a good result. I think the the issue with Madrid is that they always find a way to actually score, and it's and Courtois is always there to save them. Like he always comes through from Madrid during important games, and I think that's a that's like a lot of teams don't have goalies. That, like that. happened. Well, we're not talking about the goal, but actually, Ederson had a decent game. He was not bad. He saved them. Uh, a few times, especially in the second half. He mm, saved so many shot, yeah, yeah. Benzema's header, which was very important. I mean, they could have been way more than one goal from for Madrid. I thought Madrid was slightly better. A lot of people have pointed this out, that in the first half, City dominated more, and then Madrid scored. Mm -hmm. And in the second half, City was less great. Madrid was dominating, and yes, City scored in the second half. Uh, I thought the first goal Vinicius Jr. scored was... Fantastic, but if anything, it was Kamavinga's run. Oh my god, such a good run. And it's like the pass from Modric and then to Kamavinga. Kamavinga's a beast with this amazing run. He's been really, really fantastic in the in the recent games. Like he's everywhere, he runs so much back and forth, he's so fast, and then that finish from Vini. Oh my god. 
if they didn't have Vinicius Junior, they would be nowhere. This guy, I'll say it again, he is a super, super underrated player, especially compared to how much they talk about other fucking English players or even Benzema. No, no, it's not even just English oh, players. Oh, Kareem the Dream. Kareem the Dream doesn't do anything this year. I totally agree. I get nervous whenever Vinicius Junior yeah, is like, is on the ball. It's like, like tr- troublemaker. Exactly, and to think he's only twenty two. And if you want to talk about young potential Ballon d'Or winners. Why is it just Holland and Mbappe no and not like, and, yeah, and not Vinny? There's no one like Vinny. There's no one. I think in if you compare all, like all the other players in Vinny's position, there is no one as good as he, he is. And just to remind you that Barcelona fans used to compare him to Ansu Fati. I mean, Ansu Fati used to be good. I don't that know what good? happened to him. He was not no, that no, good. No, no, not that good. Not that yeah, good. Like, exactly. Yeah, like he blossomed, literally. I Vin, swear. Vinicius Junior blossomed into this fantastic really good player that's a little bit hot-headed that needs to stop being hot-headed and fight with everyone. But I do think that if they didn't have Vinicius Jr. and even Kamavinga, they will be nowhere. And I do think that it's... I don't think they should be judged based on the Champions League. Yeah, like people will say, oh, well, they know that that, 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 that league so well and they do so well in that league. But just watch them in La Liga. They are really bad. So... I'll talk about their most recent game against Getafe just just so that everyone's aware if someone if people didn't watch it they had their B team basically like they played Hazard and and they were they struggled to win they only scored one goal uh, they played Hazard who apparently wants to stay in Madrid now so uh, because he's getting paid all that money and uh, not doing anything. Uh, they had to make so many substitutions I think five substitutions for them to score mm-hmm. including Vinny. Uh, Modric and Cruz. So, like, what are they doing? And, like, the game before where they lost, uh, I think it was against... Uh, yeah, Sociedad. Yeah, they had, like, a massive defense problem that was, like, maybe two, week, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, like, Madrid so far conceded 32 goals versus only 30 goals, 13 goals for Barcelona. So, it's not a great defense. Militao has been making massive mistakes nonstop. Alaba's solid... But the rest is just like, okay, what's what's happening? It's not consistent. Like, I, it's so fucking embarrassing that they are, that Barcelona, and we're going to talk about it, already won the league with this much uh, advance. And Barcelona is a sucky team. When you think about it, it's just like really, literally a project. We've talked about it so much. It's like young players like that, like Pedri, like Gavi, mm-hmm. and... And Madrid, with all that experience, with all those and players... And not a lot of injuries. Yeah, not a lot of injuries. Barcelona had, like, a lot of injuries during mm-hmm. the year. And you, you, like, you and you do with Barcelona, there's 14 points. I mean, City should win, honestly. But, but you see, I don't think people are judging Madrid's performance in Champions League as how Madrid are, period. Because people are very aware that this is their performance in the Champions League. And it's not always comparable to how they do in La Liga. We're not saying just because they play well in Champions League that they're the best team in Spain. Well, then there's a lot, there's a huge luck element that you're not taking into account in the Champions League because of, you have of like... Of course, in knockout tournaments, knockout you, tournaments. Just, you just wait. And I do think that in knockout tournaments, the counter-attack team does have an advantage. Yeah, exactly. Because Madrid is so good in transition. And if you're not, if you're not efficient, you don't convert your chances... They're going to punish you, right? City had six or seven shots. Mm-hmm. And then Major- Madrid scores from their first shot. Yeah. Right? Counter-attack team. Yeah. It, I swear. And I City, you can have all the possession in the world and not score. And then a knockout tournament, that's it. Madrid scores one and you're out. 
So they have that they they have that advantage. Uh, the way they play their style may be very conducive to Champions League. It could be, yeah. It's very it's it's it, it's possible. I'm I'm just saying that Madrid, if you were to judge it as a club recently, I don't think they've been great because they've struggled with with teams that are not amazing in La Liga. Barcelona looked way more solid in most of their games, like in a lot of their games compared to Madrid. So. And Barcelona's squad is nearly is no nowhere nearly as good as Madrid's squad. So no, that's true. If you look at individual, well, uh, yeah, that's no, true. Their not. their bench yeah. is is scary. Yeah, that's like, for sure. And what I will give to Madrid is perhaps the threat and the excitement and the danger and the risk of Champions League brings it out in them because in La Liga the stakes are not as high in every game, but in Champions League. You can see you can see that even if they're under pressure, even if they're down, they never panic. Yeah, that's true. They never panic. Great composure. They're always like they have yeah, great like, leaders on the field. It, they keep their it, shit together. It, it, it makes sense. They have a lot of experience. I'm still very bullish on City this week. I think they could have done much better in last week's game, and I think they will do better now in, in the Etihad Stadium. Um, Ederson wasn't that bad and you mentioned it mm-hmm. i was i was surprised I was surprised that he wasn't to see him uh like the way he was so i think city should just win honestly and that's it madrid will have the copa de rey good for them but city deserves it way more i hope so i would like to mention a few other things about this game so kevin de bruyne's equalizer really nice to he- see him score against courtois <laughs> Mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. he looked really ginger. I don't know if you saw the picture of him when he won Man of the Match. His facial hair and his, I just you forget that he's fucking ginger. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and do you have something against ginger? No, nothing. I just forgot oh. that he's you know he didn't have the best game, but he showed up when it mattered. That seemed very Madrid esque. Yes, yeah, great shot though. No, Super no, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and if you and from his stats, from Courtois' stats, it's really hard to score against him from outside the box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true. And That's true. and Madrid had a really good game defensively, and so their their best opportunity would probably come from someone like Kevin De Bruyne from mm-hmm. right, like because they they defended so much better than you ever seen them have seen them defended in in La Liga. I've never seen them defend yeah, like that. Yeah. They can see goal after goal. Uh, I yeah, like we said, Ederson had a Rudiger had a great game. Holland was like invisible. Yeah, he ate him. I swear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ederson had twenty nine touches. Holland had twenty one. So basically, the goalie touched the ball more than Holland did. Yeah. And another player that I really appreciate, Ruben Diaz. Benzema couldn't do much. He took care of him. I mean. Yes. He, also, because Benzema. He's not in great form. Yes, but he still had some. You know. You know, he had some good tackles against not just Benzema, but Vinicius Jr. Even Kyle Walker, I think, was a good matchup against mm-hmm, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as Vinicius Jr. is a bit of a shithouser and he starts up all this stuff and he's a bit of a hothead on the pitch, off the pitch, he's a really nice dude. You can see him. He's always hugging at, hugging it out, talking to the other players. Oh, really? After the game, he hugged Kyle Walker and, like, Holland, and he went to Aww. talk to all of them. He seems like a really nice kid. And he seems like he's friends with everyone. He's always taking pictures with all these different people. Anyway, that's Yeah, I love how you, like, judge a person based on what they do he on TV. He just seems fun. He seems like yeah. a fun guy. This is this is all comes down to, like... Are you, you going to make a sexist remark? No, I was going to go back to Ziyech, how everyone hates him just because he doesn't do this. Like, and oh, we don't oh, know. I think image is important. Yeah, but image like, is important. But you're making a judgment on the, his character. 
That's fine. I'm not saying anything about him as a footballer. I'm yeah. saying it's about him as a person. But the judgment might not be correct because you're but always. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's all I can base it off. I don't know him. Yeah. That's the only thing. I think he's just. I think he just is a fun. Nothing person. against him. This is more of a what we do to footballers deciding. No, but it's not just footballers. This is any celebrity. Maybe maybe someone should this. Maybe someone should tell them. Hey guys, you maybe you need to smile a little bit more. Maybe you need to do this. Well, it's look at like, look, look at what he did with uh, Morocco, and Moroccans now love him. That's true. Moroccan Moroccans used to not like him because you'd be like, oh, like resting bitch face all the time, and now they're like, yeah, oh my god, because he guy posted would, a few Snapchat. Yeah, oh my god, this guy would die for us. He's so good. We love him. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think he's really smart in this regard. No, regardless if it's you know done with a lot of yeah, so intent or not. So he's intentionally doing that shit at Chelsea. Well, anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe Vin- Vinicius Junior's PR person is just a lot better than Ziyech's. He has a nice smile. He does. Very nice smile. And also to point out, Ancelotti has now equaled Sir Alex Ferguson's record of number of UCL game appearances. I think Ancelotti, as much as maybe because I just consume more English media, he's just not discussed as much as probably one of the best coaches and one of the best managers no or am i no i think he still is you, yeah. do you think people consider yeah, yeah, him for sure okay. yeah. i think we could also talk quickly about the city everton mm-hmm. uh game it was an okay game uh, great great goal from uh gondagan the first one fantastic His free finish. kick was before the free kick the first one like the 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 like the way he scored it oh, really good like that's that that, that guy he he scores a lot. Like you might not know it because you, you think he's a midfielder if you don't watch City. But that guy scored. Like he scored a big part of the a big portion of the goals that City scored last year. No, he has. He's had had ups and downs, but this season he has started only to shine in the second half. Yeah, and uh, last year he was great. Like when mm-hmm. I say last, like last season, uh, he gives another assist. Uh, Holland is obviously there to finish, and then his free kick is fantastic. Kind of a boring second half. Not much has happened. Not much happened there. I think I really can't wait to get Gondogan to Barcelona. I really hope he actually Yeah, Barca comes. fans really want him. Yeah, I think he's a good player. He's a really, really good player. Uh, it's just that it's very hard to be consistently good at uh, Manchester City just because there's a lot of rotation. Like There's like constant rotation happening because you never know what Pep is thinking. So it's very hard to just be delivering nonstop. Like, give me a player that just delivers and has delivered in Man City every single game no you can't name one yeah that's true that's true uh, he's a bit probably also a bit temperamental uh, pep, pep not, not, yeah for not sure Gundo. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, for sure so you don't really know what he wants but yeah. i think it could be good for him if any to be honest out of all the midfielders at city right now the person who's definitely leaving is not him is bernardo silva he's most likely leaving but it's it's bernardo silva who apparently psg wants so yeah if the two leave then pep needs to figure some things out in terms of who's going to replace the two of them in midfield. I would say he's actually not losing his... This may be controversial. He's not losing two of his most important midfielders, which are Rodri and Devin De Bruyne. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyways, he's not going to have that deep bench that he... Uh... He's probably still going to get people. And knowing Pep, he's going to put people who know, don't usually play in midfield in midfield. And, and it will work. And it will work. So... I'm still nervous about, well, in two days, they're going to be playing Madrid. Yeah, but at least, at least the Premier League is almost done for you. Like, you guys... Yes, but I would, if, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, but I would say people are a lot more anxious and trepidatious about... Champions League. Champions League. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, 
maybe a good segue to talk about the Arsenal Brighton game since yes that's it I think it's uh, it's pretty much over for Arsenal in my opinion it was like I expected a lot from this game super similar teams in the way they play really fun to watch they've been super fun to watch like throughout the whole year it was not a great start to the game the game kept stopping a lot very disruptive every four minute the game stops because of an injury or someone unhappy about a decision Martinelli sadly was subbed off for injury unexpectedly really early and that I think contributed to Arsenal being not great and because Martinelli is kind of like a Vinny he's troublemaker he's always creating so many chances I really do think that the first half was probably one of the worst uh, first halves I've watched in the Premier League so it was, it was really for not, Arsenal no, no no overall it was really not a good first half uh, oh really yeah it was really not great Inciso's oh, goal was a bit weird I don't know what happened there because I think the defender who was supposed to guard him was down maybe he was trying to fix his shoes okay, or there yeah. was a so, foul so, so, so I really don't, don't you, you noticed that yeah, right so basically what happened was Estupinan had the goal first had the ball first and it got cleared by Tierney mm-hmm. but back to him again yeah, yeah, it did. And then when he passed it to Nciso, who headed it in, the defender, Jacob Kiwar, he was kneeling on the ground. Yeah, why was he? But I don't think he was tying his shoes. He just didn't get up. But why would he be just kneeling? Yeah. Honest, either, either shoes or injury. To, to be, to be, for me, when I looked at that, like, I focused on him because that's unacceptable. Yeah, because someone was saying it was a foul. And like, I, but we just don't have the footage. Like some right. of the commentators I tried to saying. rewind it several times to see what he was doing, but I don't think he was fixing it. And, and I feel like that goal as well as Martinelli uh, subbed off kind of fucked the game because Arsenal did not look the same after that like the defense just looked super chaotic and slow it was like a really like slow reaction to it's like it was a goal with, with a slow reaction no one was doing anything to stop the goal it was very very weird and then Arteta did not like I think he could have subbed uh, party uh, a little bit earlier the midfield didn't look great second goal is clearly a mistake Obviously, third goal, also not good coverage. So things that happen all too often in Arsenal, uh, things that we've seen before. Oh my God, Brighton was so much better, especially in the second half. They take the they take back the ball so quickly. Mm-hmm. Super fast taking, but you just felt like they were hungrier. They wanted to win it really. like They were trying to do everything to For win. For me, this game was more about Brighton outplaying Arsenal. Oh, for sure. Than Arsenal for being sure. so poor. Like, yeah. yeah, they weren't good. But for me, I was focusing on how good Brighton was in every single play. They totally outclassed Arsenal. Yeah, it's because Arsenal. Arsenal was not great. Yes, but... Like, Od- Odegaard did not do anything. I didn't see him this shy. This keeps happening to Arsenal, though. They let one thing that happens mm-hmm, completely mm-hmm. affect it's, the mentality. Yeah, it's like the... the the young squad, the lack of experience. I totally agree that we got to give it to them for being able to come back from being down one or two. They've done this Multiple in the times. past, right? Yeah, but... But at the same time, you need to get your shit together now because you're in a title race. It's get It got closer yeah, and closer, so, right? So 30 match days, Arsenal, during 30 match days, Arsenal was first. And it's quite sad to, to see that they fucked it up in the middle of like a month, I think. With just all a the month ties. or two, just a month and a half ago... They were eight points ahead of City. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous to move from eight points ahead to now it's like four points below, below. with a game in I hand mean, for City. Yeah, I mean it's it's really crazy. And Arsenal had no fighting spirit. Like really weird. I'm I was shocked by the performance. And this is not a team that wants or can compete with City, who is basically fighting for two other cups. Two no, yeah, other there's... things. Like how can you just have one thing that you're focusing on? 
and the team looked dead throughout the, the second half. Like, no one is even trying anything anymore. It seemed that they just gave up. Arsenal, like, Odegaard was nowhere. Saka, not good. Like, the whole team sucked. And I'm sorry, Jorginho is very average. Like, he didn't add oh. anything to the midfield. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he is supposed to be the pivot in midfield. He had 35 touches the whole game. Mm-hmm, it Clearly, mm-hmm. nothing worked. I would say that a lot was going for Arsenal before this game, right? Because they're playing at home. Brighton yeah. had just got beat. You would think that they're mentally... Wait, by Everton, down. no? Yeah, and then City goes ahead and beats Everton, right? Oh. Uh, so you would think that they're pretty well poised going in. Yeah, they don't have Zinchenko, which I actually do... Maybe you disagree. I actually do think Zinchenko oh, plays a role. he makes a lot of mistakes. You know, but he plays a role also as kind of like a second or third captain on the pitch because mm-hmm. he kind of rallies sure. all the players yeah. together. Uh, and then they just get sloppy and sloppy. Like the second goal was basically a Trossard assist... To Undav, Rams- Ramsdale came off the line. I don't know why he came off the line. He should have stayed. Because if he had stayed, maybe there would be a chance. Uh, and they also just miss a lot of sitters. Like Trossard mm-hmm. and Saka should have scored those goals that they, they shot. Uh, I love Deserby. <laughs> Did He's you great. see him running? Yeah. The second goal, he was running down the touchline. And then the third goal, he did a knee slide. <laughs> Like, he scored the goal. No, but, like, it is it is a big win. Like, I honestly expected no, no, I Arsenal to win. And what was sad is that the fans started leaving early after the second yeah, goal. Yeah, they did. It's like, mm, guys, I mean, they could come back. In a lot of games like that, like, teams have come back. But I think the problem was that even if they came back and it, it was a tie, that's it. it wouldn't a tie have wouldn't have helped them that much. Yeah, it's, it wouldn't. Like, once that game, you either win it, they can't afford to lose anything. No. Basically, there's, there's, like, I don't know, four games left including that game or like three games left including that game so, so they have two games left and city have three right yeah i think it's I think not it's... all over because think about it if city lose all three games or they draw one and lose two they can lose two games dude where do you live i mean you... it could still happen it's not mathematically impossible i think yes yeah, city needs to win as much as we have shit on chelsea this season it would be pretty great for me as a city fan for chelsea to hand the win to city they, they will city will destroy chelsea i, I can't wait i to mean watch that i game. don't know maybe some spark will light up and they're like we don't want city to win because of us so we're gonna fucking crush them yeah i mean i um, I, I, I highly i highly doubt it but honestly well deserved brighton win deserves great co- coach took uh, the team and changed it took a brighton that was a defensive team under potter and now changed it to an attacking team uh, super fun to watch. His substitutions actually made the difference. Unlike Arteta's. Yeah, exactly. The players were super hungry, attacking non-stop. They clearly, honestly, clearly deserve to be in a European competition. If they're not in European competition, I don't know who else. And plus, VAR has been against them so for, much oh, for sure. that they deserve... If it, it hadn't been, if it had been in their favor and been more fair, they probably have three or even six points more than what they have now, right? So <laughs> it's only fair, but... I guess to, to end, I, I still want to say that all these people saying, oh no, Arsenal bottled it, they're such failures. I don't agree with that because it's just also a testament to what team you're competing against. Take City out of the equation, they would have had a fantastic season and won the league. No, it, what Arsenal has like has achieved is not just amazing, it's yeah, spectacular. exactly, but people are now just... Uh, no. You know, like uh, canceling it out because when when was the last time they scored at this point over what what is it eighty five or hundred or what what, right right yeah like I mean they're only a few points away from what the Invincibles 
achieved with you know Thierry Henry and under Arsene Wenger. And so, you know, they gave us a title race. They gave us a title race until May. Yeah. Right? They played beautiful football. They secured a place in Champions League. With a bunch of young people. Like, right. Yeah, regardless of whether they win the... they What they've done, what Arteta has done this year is amazing. So... I think it should still be an amazing job it's a, done. It's a great Arteta, Arteta, yeah, took all these... He developed all these young players. They have so much... Yes, there's things to fix. It's just hard to win and catch a team like City. Uh, exactly. Like, look at Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool last year. to that. Yeah, Liverpool last year was amazing. They were so good. So much experience. Champions League. All that bullshit. And they still couldn't win the, win the Premier League. So and, and no one expected it to come from Arsenal. I know. Right? Yeah. And they barely made fifth. Well, they, they were trying to make fourth, but, but they barely made fifth. I think, really, if they do well, maybe they even have a chance to go far in the Champions League next No, season. no, I agree. But just think about their squad. Their squad is not as good as the Chelsea squad. Like, on paper. It's not as good as a lot of other squads. It's kind of like... Uh, they're exactly like Brighton, I see them. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. There's like, no huge superstars. No superstars, no... just a bunch of people. Like, who who even knew about March before? The player march. Like, people don't know who March is. People didn't know who, like, a lot of other players were. But look at what they're doing now. Arsenal, Brighton, fantastic year. Whatever happens. Yes, I agree. Both those, really both those managers should yeah. be really, really up there. They did fantastically. Not much else, I would say, to speak on the, the Premier League. Chelsea, another draw against Nottingham Forest. Mm. Now they get to face City, United, and Newcastle. Oh so that's going to be fun. It's going to be three losses in a row. I really hope. I guess the only thing I took away from uh, Mendy started for the first time since November. And that's it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Nothing special. And honestly, uh, <laughs> I can't believe that you tie with Nottingham Forest. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Even if you scored, anyway. Raheem the dream. Yeah, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole of talking about uh, Chelsea nonstop because we've done that before. Uh, I just wanted to mention a few things about the Europa League game, Juventus versus Sevilla. A bit of a boring game. Honestly, I was really shocked at how bad Juventus were. They were so bad. Like, they, I think they had their first chance or shot uh, maybe at the beginning of the second half. And, like, everyone's talking about it. Like, is this. Juventus and people say La Liga is not that good. I mean, but can you name a, can check? you name a team that has been so good in their league and in in Europe? Maybe besides City, kind of. I mean, I don't right because yeah. they're second in Syria, so which means yeah. I mean, arguably, Bayern so, were good. Bayern were good. It's just that okay. what is well, what is good? Good is getting to the final, or good is getting or to the semi final. Well. Well, Bayern played well. Like, they, they didn't play badly. That's true. They're okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Dortmund wasn't horrible either in, in both the league and that. But Juventus was just not great. And it's Sevilla. Sevilla looked so much better throughout the game. I, honestly, I'm very happy that my boy, Enesiri, scored again. 16 goals in all competitions after the World Cup. As much as Mbappe, although that's not the case anymore because Mbappe scored all those goals during the weekend. Sevilla, poor thing got robbed for, of their way really in the last... Are you comparing in series? I know. It's not me. It's, everyone's posting about it. I'm like, Moroccan oh. bots are posting about it. No, no, actually, it. I swear. ESPN, FC, everyone is posting about that it. That he's good as Mbappe? No, he said that he scored as many goals as Mbappe oh, after the World Cup. Those stats don't mean anything. And I'm like, mm, maybe this, this is not good for Nasiri, but mostly bad for Mbappe. 
So they got robbed of their uh, win in the last minute with some sloppy defending. I don't think it was Bono's mistake. Bono had one good thing that he defended where like he left his post early and like kind of like shot it with his uh, foot. But other than that, nothing happened. Uh, I think still overall a very good result from Turin. They will uh, hopefully get a win at uh, at their uh, stadium. They're missing Ocampos, who was the best player, I think. From injury? Uh, yeah, I think he got injured and he was really the best player mm-hmm. during that game. And... Also, they're they are, they are really in high spirits because they just beat, uh, I think, Valladolid 3-0 last And they got weekend. to rest some players. Yeah, it's the, with their B team, mm-hmm. they got like three points and they beat Valladolid 3-0. So I think, honestly... And and Nasir is going to be in top form for the second leg. You have to score him. <laughs> just send him the ball in the air. Protect, protect the head at all costs. Protect do, the head. Do you know when I read comments, people don't even know who Nasir is. They just know him as the person who upset Ronaldo as the person not who upset Ronaldo oh. as the person who like saved everyone from noise pollution from all the Ronaldo fans if Portugal had won that's what that's what people know him for oh that's funny that's not a bad way to be infamous for but I'm looking I'm looking forward to I really I I, I hope I hope they continue their dominance in the in the Europa League uh, because honestly and, uh, they they really turn things around it's crazy I don't like you can't even imagine when I used to watch, when I started when I watched them this year at the beginning they were so bad and now they're almost at the European Conference. They really level. are the underdog. Yeah, the European Conference level and unlikely, but they could be in the Europa League. Very unlikely, like like it has to be miraculous, but they could be in the Europa League. So I'm I think it's mainly the coach because it's the only thing. Two things change: coach and Bono is no longer keeper. The rest, nothing changed. I think. And so. and it, and in series showed up. And Nasiri, you go Nasiri. <laughs> I mean, I wish he had a name that was easier to pronounce, oh, so that yeah. people could. People should just call him Yusef. Like, oh, what that's is, true. What is this decision to call players by their last name oh, or first no, names? No, no, but there's too many Yusefs. Th- does, does any player get called by their his first name? Yeah, I think there are. Who? Well, it depends. You mean by on their jersey? No, because y- there are. Yeah. Or by the media. Both. Trent. Uh, I guess that's true. Trent. Yeah. Yeah, but like the rest is like always last name. It's like kind of when you were in high school, everyone calls you by your last I mean, name. There, there are there are people, I think if, if their jersey has their first name or is not their last name, then they may be known by not their last name. Yeah, that's true. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it Chavi? Oh, that's true. Chavi. Yeah, yeah Chavi, yeah. Chavi. Pedri. Pedri. Anyways, anyways, yeah, so, it's... So. Uh, uh, good for Sevilla. Um, ho- I hope they they get a win, and I hope they actually win the whole tro- the the whole thing. They they, they deserve it. They deserve it. Um, I want to talk about the PSG game. So PSG, I think it's pronounced uh, Ajaxio, right? It doesn't look French. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I don't know. Maybe we should Google the history of that town or team. Anyways, Messi's back. It's the French version of Ajax. It could be. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Not, not I, offend, I offended not, a lot of French people. Here. Not the same, not the same level, sadly. Uh, Messi is back. Woohoo! Yeah, it must really be weird for him. But he because, got booed. Yeah, I can't believe he got booed. Honestly, it's so disrespectful. It is. It really is. Yeah, these, like, who these, the fuck do you think you are? These, these PSG fans, man. Meanwhile, back in Barcelona, they're chanting his name like every other second. Yeah, like we we are so fortunate, and I realize it that we I got at least to watch Messi play. Like, I don't think we're going to get another Messi anytime soon. Fuck all these other players. Oh, Mbappe, Haaland. No. No one was as good as Messi. And or everyone least, knows no, that. But, but at least you can you, you should say that. Mbappe and Haaland have not reached that level yet. So they don't deserve 
the amount of respect. I don't think they and... will. I don't think they will. Like, Messi was a genius. He made so many people happy. Just watching him was a delight. That's it. So you got to be respectful to the GOATs. But these people weren't. So I played with PSG in FIFA 23 last weekend. And they're not good. I got annihilated by a friend who played with Liverpool. It was horrible. Okay, no, 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 but I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you right there because you suck at FIFA. So this no, is not a testament. No, I think it's both. It's both. So basically, PSG and FIFA, the, the trio in the front are so good, but the rest is extremely bad. Well, that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe it is. But no, anyways. but I'm sorry. You can't use that as any part of your argument because you suck at FIFA. That's also possible. You will get beaten with the best team and the, your the your opposing player will be playing yeah. with the worst team. The score was 7-2. So, anyways, um, it was an expected result for me in FIFA and it was also an expected result uh, 5-0 against uh, Ajaxio. Uh, they're about to drop to the second league. Uh, Hakimi scored and Neymar was happy watching from the seats. Yes. Yeah, it must be nice being Neymar. Just watching. He was. Um, he was. Him. He even posted a picture uh, on Facetime with uh, Suarez saying, "We're watching Messi together, our, our brother or something." Yeah, Did you yeah. see that? It was cute. So Mbappe had a great game. Ajaxio was nowhere and so bad, letting PSG do whatever they want. Uh, Mbappe's fourth goal was amazing. Oh my god, fantastic pass from Ramos, and the guy didn't even need to block it. He shot it directly. Really good. But I want to talk about the game not because of Mbappe or the fact that it was 5-0. It's expected result. It's more about Hakimi. So Hakimi has been so inconsistent lately. Uh, it's like, honestly, someone with his talent should not be... Like, he should be scoring every week. He should be doing crazy things every week. And he, sh- he should definitely this- be getting... Yeah, and you should definitely be getting more minutes. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, also... Uh, he, he, he's, he, this was, I think, his second red card. In a row. Yeah, so it, it's... I don't know what's happening, but I don't think it was a red card. It was like an altercation that clearly didn't deserve a red card. I think he just deserved the yellow card, and even the coach agreed later on. Uh, Hakimi said after that, when he was leaving, right. uh, this is France, right? C'est yeah. ça la France. Basically, this is France for you. So it reminds us of Zlatan's outburst in 2015 when he said... Uh, France is uh, un pays de merde, I quote, <laughs> which means shitty country, uh, in a match against Bordeaux, <laughs> when he was upset about refereeing decision. I mean, to be fair, they say that in England. I agree with, the, with, the, with what Galtier said. Uh, he basically uh, said, and I quote, against Lorient, it was a committed gesture with, uh, within the game, but this time it was a reaction following a minor scuffle. There should be more composure in a match where the result is secure and mm-hmm. everyone is mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. Completely fair, I think. You don't need to react that way, but still, you don't deserve your You can make card. the opposite argument, because me getting sent off is not going to put anyone in jeopardy. No, but it could have been a different game, right? It could have... Been... No, but he chose the right game to do something like this. Yeah, but the, the previous game, it wasn't the case. That's true, but I'm saying he learned his lesson from that first one, so in this one, he decided... Yeah, even in Morocco, he kind of has a temper, like, with Morocco. So I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he has a lot of problems this, this year. He's going but... through a tough time. Yeah, I mean, reports surface that Hakimi is unhappy uh, and PSG is open to here uh, to to to. He wants to go to Madrid, no? Yeah, they're open to uh, to offers, and L'Equipe claimed I don't know how they they got this info that Hakimi dreams of going back to play for uh, Madrid. So I also don't understand why he rejected the contract extension with Madrid because I think he was worried about that's that's why he didn't stay at Madrid because he was worried about game time after. Uh, uh, the loan to Dortmund. So he only went to Inter, spent one year at Inter. So also, I don't know why uh, he just spent one year because they won Serie A that year. 
I don't understand his uh, decision to, to come to PSG to begin with. He should have either stayed at Inter or... You know what? Now I think about it. Maybe it has something to do with his wife. Oh, it could be. Because she wants because to go to Paris. She, yeah, she has business in France or something. And she lived there or something. Yeah, I don't understand. And it was... I feel like his whole tenure at uh, PSG was kind of a failure. Uh, he never fit either in Pochettino or Galtier's composition tactics. And you can see that on the pitch. Like, he's not playing an important role. And back when Bappe was injured a little bit, you could see that he was amazing. But just, there was only three games, I remember? I feel like he's not going to leave. No, no, he's going to leave. He's not going to leave. Nah, he's, I don't think he's I think he's super underutilized and super unhappy in the team. And someone they need to bring, maybe they need to bring, what's his name? Uh, Jose Mourinho. To, like, do this table rase and, like, fucking get rid of all these stars and... They're trying. Yeah, maybe like, they can. They will lose all their the top three. I I, on, I honestly think he he may leave. Yeah, it's it's very possible. He he doesn't do anything. You can watch every game every weekend. Now that he got a red card, he's not gonna play yeah, another about, game. But the think about it. He was injured for. Tell me what did Hakimi do after the World Cup? Yeah, but Nothing. think about it. Besides Mbappe and Messi, who does anything on that team? Yeah, but I would argue that Verratti does a little bit more. Eh. Right? I mean, Hakimi. I'm telling you, this his whole time, not just this year, even last year when he was playing, he didn't do much, in my opinion. So maybe just find another team. And I think he, he's trying. He would be much better than Carvajal. Just come back to Madrid. I think the problem with these players is most of these teams maybe don't want to pay their salaries. And because he still has a contract, like, I, I don't think his contract is up mm-hmm. uh, this summer. So no team wants to pay money. For a player that, and maybe they could just wait for him. And also, he hasn't been delivering this year, so why am I going to pay I mean, he definitely for? hasn't been on the top of the transfer market news. Yeah, no, no, not at all. He's just been absent. And maybe some team doesn't want to touch him because of all his, uh, like, like sexual uh, assault that allegations. Be, that, could be, that could play a role as well. Yeah, and they're also worried that he's going through a divorce, so no stability. So that's going to affect his... Uh, like performance. his performance in, in the field. So there's a lot of things. So maybe you're right. And he's not going to have a choice and nobody, nobody's going to want him. But that's actually sad because I do think he's a talented player. Out of all the Moroccan I mean, no, players, no, 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 the most no, no, talented one. No one's denying one. he's a talented player. No, no, I know. But like, it's, it's sad not to use that talent. Like, I see a lot of teams that could use a Hakimi. Even Madrid. I agree. Even Barcelona. We, they, like, a lot of teams don't have someone as good as him in that post. But. I agree. Well, we'll see what happens to him. Um, to be honest, I don't even know if going back to Madrid would be a good move for him. As much as you say that they may need someone, like I would love to see him in the Premier League. He's actually someone I would love to see in the Premier League. Yeah, he would fit the Premier League style of playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Should we end with Barcelona? Yes. We save the best for last. Oh. Okay, so I'm not actually super happy about this just because the it was game. expected and about the game. Yeah. I'm quite annoyed. So let's start with a few stats that I, I really want to get your take on them. Okay. Because apparently, Hit me. La Liga titles since 1990, Barcelona 17, and all the other teams combined 17. So there's in this Barcelona versus Real Madrid talk, there's always the fact that Barcelona fans are saying that Madrid is just living off the, the titles that they got ages ago like before 1999 mm-hmm. or before 1990 and don't you think that's a little bit weird that Barcelona had 17 La Ligas and the rest also has 17 combined 
Since 1990? Yeah. In the 34 years? That's crazy. But in, in aggregate, Madrid has more La Liga. Yeah, because Madrid did not have that Messi and Xavi Iniesta combination. Yeah, but there's no Messi Xavi Iniesta combination uh, in uh, like. like huh? They started in 2008, I think. 2007. Yeah, but they won like eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Eight or nine. Yeah, between but, the... yeah but now. Like, Anyways, I, I don't I think know. That, I think that's just messy. I think if you count it could be. It could be just Iniesta, messy. that could be more. And and those people and those fans in P- PSG fans boo him. And he basically did all of this shit. Yeah, but they just see him as a Barcelona player. They feel like he doesn't even want to pay for PSG. And so they think he, yeah. shouldn't, he doesn't belong here because could be. he's just a Barcelona player. What's he doing here? Yeah, so basically it was the derby against Espanyol fighting relegation. Then uh, Barcelona wins its 27th La Liga title in history. First woo, La Liga. Woo. First La Liga without Messi, since we're talking about it. And since 1999. So first one this century. Yeah. Without and Messi. First, uh, and first title for Xavi. The Super Cup doesn't really count. With four games left. Let's all say it again. Four games left. And you how, doubted Xavi. How embarrassing for fucking Real Madrid. They did the same-ish. I don't know if they won with four games left last season, but they, they had more than 10 points on top of Barcelona oh, last really? season. Yeah it's, yeah, it's like you lose to a team of inexperienced young players. So I think the game highlighted a number of good things and a number of things that Xavi needs to work on. So let's start a little bit with the good side. Great first half by Barcelona. It was the full main squad back. Three fantastic goals. Paul Day was really good. Honestly, that guy, he's 18, I think. 18 years old. And finally, Lewandowski slightly back to the Lewandowski that we love and the Lewandowski that we wanted from Bayern. And the goals were really good. That pass from Araujo, that's what I'm saying. People don't talk enough about Araujo. He is so... You see that pass? The pass that he gave to Balde and then Balde with that amazing... Um, assists, honestly, Araujo is the best defender in the world. Also, De Jong. His passes for, to, to, De Jong. to contribute to those. Yeah, yeah, but like, Araujo, great passes. You see, like, when you see him back, he's like, you're like, you feel like it's it's safe, it's fine. He's really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. good. That run from Perry for the second goal, did you see it? Like, the way he ran, and then the. the... Do you feel safe when Araujo's around? No, but listen to me, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> He, Pedri's run is great. Such a talented player. Obviously, the young. The young, the young, the young. And I mean, he's so cool when yeah. he does it. He just, he just makes those long balls, those long passes. Like, it's the easiest thing in the world when he picks them out. He, yeah, yeah. He's so good. Like, Araujo said he's the best midfielder in the world. And maybe he is. He's just, he's just really good. Like, even Kunde scored at this point. Yeah, honestly, it was... It, <laughs> like... This, What's happening? This, this this team also, I mean, these four goals also highlighted the kind of offensive capability of the defenders as well, because the defenders were really involved yeah, yeah. in all of these goals. But to be fair, Araujo always makes these great passes. He's 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 very good. Right, and as a, as a center back, that's not that. You know? Yeah, it, like I don't think be, like uh, people would talk about uh, the West Ham fans used to talk about Agard a little bit making those passes, but no, I'm sorry. And and watching the Premier League and watching all these. That's why Barcelona has that record. It's thanks to two people. Like Christensen or three. Christensen plus uh, Araujo plus Ter Stegen. Ter Stegen is a beast. He is the best goalie in the world this year. I know I sound a little bit biased, but I think I'm pretty hard no, on no, Barcelona no. with this honestly... shit. He, even when they fuck up, he gets it. He is really good this year. Like 
uh, honestly, I'm I'm very shocked. And against they they only received 13 goals, only conceded 13 goals. That's massive with four games to go. Moving moving on to the bad side, uh, the squad looked solid, but everything started going to shit with his changes. I don't know why he even made the changes. I guess he wanted to rest the players a little bit, and Araujo was not feeling great. But oh my god, no squad depth. I don't know what to tell you. It's like some some players just need to. He sucked in Alonso, right? Yeah. Did Alonso start? He yeah. didn't, right? Yeah, he no no he didn't start. So because I, that second goal, what I picked out was that second goal, Alonso and Kunde just kind of stood there. Yeah. They didn't even try to get it. So Alba, I think he also made the change to Alba. Alba's not great. I think Alba needs to leave. Marcos Alonso as well. He they both don't have a spot in, in Barca and Dimbele. I have noticed this. He does not defend, which is a big contrast to Rafinha. Rafinha is always defending. Always. Okay. Like you could see that Dembele is not running back when they lose the ball. Ferran Torres, Fatty as well. I mean, who the fuck cares about them anymore? They Barcelona, I think what this shame, what this game confirmed for me as well is that Barcelona can't sell Rafinha. He's really good. He tries a lot. He defends But he's on the table to sell though. Yeah, but it's like very confusing news. Like sometimes he says, I don't I never want to leave. Like his quotes. And then that's what I don't understand about this sports media. Like, where the fuck are they getting all their, uh, like, sources? I think maybe it adds to the suspense that it's purposely purposely created. And it has to come from Fabrizio Romano. I was thinking about it. I'm like, when, how did Fabrizio Romano actually build this reputation? It's like, I don't know. And he's young as hell. Uh, yeah. It's like, he, he, he's basically my age. Younger, I think. Oh my or God. similar. Oh, thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So... Like it, it, like I mean, the whole like even Marca. When Marca sometimes mm-hmm. uh, posts something, you don't know if it's actual news because sometimes it turns out to be fake news or not real. It's like what uh, Jose Mourinho said. You saw that, right? Like he said, uh, "Well, if they were looking for me, what are you talking about? PSG? Uh, like nobody called me. So what's happening?" No, but I. But it's just that people have different sources, and if you if you go through multiple different people, that information is going to change, right? Yeah. So there might be just be rumors floating around, and it's once like, you tell like five hearsay, hearsay. I mean, it's like the telephone game, right? And so then things start changing. Uh, but honestly, I think that adds to the whole appeal of why people think it's so exciting to follow transfer news because you just get different things popping up all the time one person says this thing and then it's like oh actually no it's not true because all of this stuff is moot because Mm -hmm. you just have to wait to the last minute when you know a transfer or contract is signed sealed delivered Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. when you know because all the build-up before that is just like this just stupid because a lot of the times it has actually nothing to do with what actually ends up happening that's true but i agree there's a lot that that team needs to refresh. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yes. I mean, priority for the rest of the league is to keep a clean sheet. They need to keep a clean sheet. They need to break that that record. That record, even if they tie all games zero zero, uh, at least they would be able for, to. For Tersturgen. Yeah, I mean, for Tersturgen, and you don't like thirteen goals in 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 a in a season. That's not a lot of goals conceded. Like that's a nice, and they could do that. Maybe Xavi also needs to give a chance to like these young players in uh, from Ramasia, like and. I guess give more time to Ansu Fari. I don't know what that's gonna prove, but the 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 back is done. Like there is, you have Kunde, Araujo, Christensen, and so. Balde. So would you say what? Are, okay, if you had to pick two, or even maybe three top players for this season for Barcelona, 
for like for me it would just it would be Dushurgan Araujo and Dushurgan then Araujo. and yeah, then I don't it. I wouldn't even know who I would put in the third. No, I think it. I I I don't know if there is a third because Pedri didn't play for a long time. De Jong yeah. was also injured. Gabi, mm. Rafinha. Rafinha you saved them a lot, yeah. Rafinha saved, okay. them, saved them multiple times. So my point was you cannot make any substitution to these back players. The rest you can play with it if you want and play, puts that new Lamal dude and put all these new Lamasia players, but he's just a lo- don't touch them. He's a the- lot more to experiment with because this defense, something is working, obviously. Yeah, so, so you don't need to. And by the way, I saw this too. Der Schurgen has not conceded a single goal from open play at the Camp Nou the entire season. Isn't that impressive? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. A single fucking goal. That's more impressive than Courtois. Yeah, no, no, he's he's really good. He's really. Good. And the president needs to move his butt and buy some new good players. They desperately, desperately need a player like Amrabat, like a defensive midfielder, it's because they lose the ball all the time. De Jong is great, but he loses the ball. And then when he runs back, he's not as strong I, to get yeah, it back. Yeah, I also think he's not as physically sturdy. Yeah, like... Yeah. He's a bit... If you have someone like Amrabic, is going to run like crazy. It's just like in City, it's not enough to have a Bernardo Silva. Just to have a Bernardo Silva. No, because no, no. he's a little slight. He's very flexible. He's... You know, but you can't just have him. You need a Rodri as well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I completely agree. And we need someone like Gondogan because Gondogan scores. Like, when Lewandowski doesn't score, then Rundogan... Yeah, Rundogan, Frankie Leon does not score. Yeah, Frankie Leon does not score. Gondogan scores a lot. So, And I don't understand how Declan Rice could be worth more than $100 million and Barcelona is not willing to pay over $25 million from Amrabat. Like, this is all, like, fucked. But all that rumor circling about Amrabat, I just, I just want to take it all with a huge grain of salt because it... You don't want to get your hopes up because I really know. I know we all want to. Uh, you specifically want to see him go oh. to Barcelona. It's just because you need this. You need someone like him, right? It's not just. Yes, but it just seems like Fiorentina is making anything related to his exit really difficult. I I don't know, but like they need they need to buy more players. Like for the, me, the, actually, the, the second half made me really worried about the Champions League. For me, it's more having a striker. That can I agree, but replace that, Lewandowski. A when you know he's either injured, resting, whatever, but that striker or could, when he leaves, the striker may not work either. Like look at Chelsea's problem. No, 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 I understand, I understand, but just someone that can score goals because you can't rely on Lewandowski. You should be relying on him. Like he's just not but doing you, his. But you can't, and yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm, I love Xavi. I really think he's doing something great. I don't think he's the one to bring it out of Lewandowski. Yeah, I don't know. It could be, yeah, because the guy is much older and the yeah. rest of the team. Well, the what's squad. he going to do to Lewandowski for him to score? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, don't take this substitution of a team to the fucking Champions League and then just waste a shot. Give the Champions League to Brighton. Or I wish they could give it to Brighton. Like If you're not ready, because that's what they're going to do. That's why they've been... They've been getting knocked out of the Champions League every for the past couple of years in the group stage because you have players like Balde, like I'm sorry, like Alba, who's not doing a great I... job. Like they don't run, they're too old. That's it. Alba needs to leave. He was great, but let's yeah, move on. Really, Messi. I mean, he, I I believe I'm correct when I say that Messi has never been knocked out of a group stage. Yeah, I don't think so. He's I don't not, think so. Yeah. Like I wasn't used to that. I wasn't yeah. used to that. And What's then suddenly, group stage? What? Yeah. And then suddenly I'm really worried. Oh, like in the in the most recent Champions League, for Barcelona to qualify, a lot of things would have to happen. They need to win, and Bayern you're needs not, to do you're this. Not, you're not used to doing all those calculations no. about the points, right? And I'm like, okay, this is not going to work anyways. So the other thing that I wanted to mention about this game, which was when Barcelona were celebrating after the win, mm-hmm. apparently that was provoking for the Espanol crowd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were barely any Barca fans there. Yeah, I know. And some, and some of them decided to jump towards 
the pitch and stop breaking cameras and things. And they were follow. Throw, they were throwing stuff. Yeah, and follow the players. Yeah. So the players had to run back to the locker room while laughing and smiling. Oh my god! Yeah. But honestly, it, it actually was a bit. It's scary. Yeah. yeah but but did you see pictures of... I, I saw it, but at the same time, as Casey is running and smiling, some guy in the staff is thrown. Like, he, he just fell and his glasses are thrown away. Yes. It's, I do remember this. And wasn't it... I mean, I think the players were posting pictures of this, too. Yeah, the players were posting it. Like, I don't... And the police with their, like, gear lined yeah. up in front of the entrance. Uh, they were, like, the crowd were throwing things... Uh, left anything they could find at the police. But I was to, very, but, I was, I was very shocked to, to see. To be honest, this. I don't think Barcelona went too far. That's what I wanted to ask you, right? right? Like, I don't think I they don't were think provoking. They stayed on the pitch and celebrated for a few minutes, like maybe. Yeah, like, but no, Xavi no. was telling them to get off the pitch and like it, enough. I guess now, it's because it's a, right? it's 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 a derby and they're like uh, about to be relegated. And they conceded four goals. And they conceded four. And, but, you know, well, all okay, this okay, stuff. Espanol. What the fuck did you expect? Did you think that you would win this Barcelona? No, no, but maybe they they were just in a vulnerable place, the fans. I, and I, the few crazies decided that it was too much. And, and even if you're in a vulnerable place. So first, obviously, violence is not a solution. Second, why are you upset at Barcelona and not at your team? Right, well, like, that's true, but what like... What did Barcelona do? They just came, they yeah, but played... They, but, but they're not in that place. They're not going to be thinking and, logically. Yeah, true. But I was a little bit shocked to see this in La Liga. Like, imagine seeing this in the Premier League. Like, I see this in Morocco and a few other developing countries. But I was very, very shocked to see this. Because, like, this is the players not being protected, right? Like, what if... Like, the, you could clearly see that the crowd couldn't control them. The, 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 the police. police, I'm sorry, couldn't control the crowd. So, in Spain, do they have... The same kind of thing in England, where in England, there's pretty much no barriers. Like, the fans can no, just... No, there's no barriers. That's why I think the barriers, honestly, when I see it in... Like, like for instance, Bayern, they have barriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dortmund, they, I, don't, I think they have barriers as well. It just makes me sad, because it... it like, the I atmosphere wanna be, is not Yeah, I want to be as close to the action yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah. So, just don't do that. Just, if you... This is the, the, the game. Like, you lose... You win and you lose. Raja does a lot of shit like that. Like, like a lot of like this stuff happens in recently Morocco. in England uh, in the Premier League. That fan who 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 came on the pitch to yell and scream and and approached. Uh, uh, I believe it was Eddie Howe. Yeah, yeah. I saw and that, that was yeah. kind of scary because basically the more that happens, the more likely they're gonna put more barriers. Exactly. Up. Like, look at Premier League when people take corners. They're so close. I think mm-hmm. you can literally like slap their head. Yeah. Exactly. But they don't do it because then you like. Just watch. We want to be close to the action. So I'm, I was very surprised to see this. Do, do I think that they should have celebrated in the locker room? Maybe. But I think they do deserve... The, it was a, a fair win. They do deserve to celebrate yeah, a little bit. But at least they celebrated all night long in their party bus. Had the whole parade, the whole shebang oh. today. We were recently in Barcelona a few months ago. And they went by all the places that I remember we went through. You know, with the arches and the, and the oh, squares yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was very nice. Uh... Kunde, it was Dembele's birthday, so Kunde wore a shirt with Dembele's face printed on it. He was celebrating mm. something, and he poor that guy is so funny, Kunde. I think he's hilarious. He's, he's, he has a weird personality, but I think he's hilarious. He's like um, quirky a little bit. Yeah, right? he is quirky, and also Obama Young is also on the squad to win this La Liga because he played eight minutes this season. It's also his first league title. <laughs> So good job. His first league title <laughs> ever. Yeah. Oh my god, poor kid. Because he was playing for Arsenal. He was playing for Arsenal. He played for Dortmund. <laughs> oh my god, Harry Kane. Does he not have a title? No. So, oh. Aubameyang played eight minutes for Barcelona and has now one more title. 
Okay, so basically, a player like Balde, <laughs> who's or Gavi, who basically just he's 18 year old. Maybe he was born in the 2000s. Hamal. Oh yeah, <laughs> he actually has a title. <laughs> it's actually a fair thing. Yeah. A 16 year old Moroccan oh who played God. for like a substitute for 10, 20 minutes. That, that is that is nuts. That is crazy. Yeah, more like, than Harry Makes, Kane, makes more me than, feel bad for yeah, Harry Kane. Well, honestly, yeah, but. So that's 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 another fun piece of news. And I guess the last thing you want to talk about Busquets? Yeah. yeah. So it seems like an ages ago when he he officially announced. You know what it feels like? It feels like he announced that he retired. He's retiring, not that he's leaving Barcelona. Doesn't it feel like that? Why? It feels like he's retiring. All the all the messages people are, are sending, all the Instagram pictures from the other players, yeah, it's, it's... from Messi, from his ex-players saying, oh, you know, you did so much for the club, for the team. It's like he's retiring. But because it's going to be the end of an era. By the, So he's going to leave. Alba's probably also going to leave and then that's it. There's going to be true, no players true, from true. the It old. just felt like, you know, he kind of like half died or something and he's like retiring and all these people are saying eulogies about him, you know. So, like, yes, you don't seem very emotional. No, I'm not. No, it's just time to move on. That's it. But it's like, I didn't But know. I never, okay, to be fair, I, I, I thought he was an amazing player, but I never like, I'm not saying felt anything towards him, but I just felt like objectively he was good. Okay. Was no subject- you felt more subjective love for Messi. Uh, oh, Xavier for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he, that's why I feel bad for him. He was always in the shadow of these uh, three. He was. Honestly, he was a fantastic player, maestro. He leads the team and he led the team. Everything goes, like, everything went through him. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people don't even realize it. Super skillful player. I do think he was one of a kind. Like, you don't see a lot of players like that. Uh, Th- just to mention, three Champions Leagues, eight La Ligas, and seven Copa del Rey. And I noticed him even in seasons recently where he hasn't been Cup. that good. And a World Cup. And a World Cup, yes. Mm. But, and with Barcelona, I mean. Yeah. Even in these last two seasons where he hasn't been that good, you can, if you notice, if you just focus on him playing, I think, who was it that said, I forget, someone said recently, like, you may not notice the effect that Busquets oh. has on the game, but when you focus on him, Definitely. you'll see how important he is. Definitely, yeah. And, it, and it's totally true. And he does so much. He wins duels. He defends. He is, he is, he, he's you know? so good. He's so good. Uh, I think he was good this year compared to last year. He could have stayed an extra year. Uh, I feel like the only reason is that they couldn't agree on on pay. So Busquets, actually, funny enough, has the second highest salary in in Barcelona. 24 million euros a year, right after the young 37.5 million euros, according to Capology. I think the salary they they offered in the new contract is 7 million euros. I mean, okay, it makes you think about how a player thinks. Do I go to Saudi Arabia or to Miami or United States in general for way more money? Or do I stay in a club that I love, not approve my whole family for not a lot of money, but it's like 7 million still. And I've already made so much money. I don't know. I feel like I would say an extra year. Saudi Arabia is not going anywhere. The United States is not going anywhere. And also maybe... If you accept seven million, then maybe you can't bargain for a higher salary in with Saudi Arabia. I don't know, but I just feel like you have a family at some point, right? Do you want to take them all to Saudi Arabia? No disrespect to Saudi Arabia. Like, do you want to take them all to Morocco and you have no relationship with Morocco? And Barcelona, he he spent fifteen years, so that's most of your adult life was there. So I don't know. I probably wouldn't. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason because he's having a really great year. Perhaps what they want to do is 
kind of half retire, but they still want to earn a lot of money. Because if they stayed at Barcelona, you're still expected to play at a very high level. So what you can do is take it down a notch and go play but somewhere else. But he plays else. at a really high level. No, if you go to U.S., Saudi Arabia, people are not going to expect because those fans expect yeah, something Yeah, but I from doubt him. he's trying so too hard. Like, I don't, I don't think it's an effort thing. I think he's effortlessly not going to do a lot of work and probably still be great. I think it's just pay. Because you go from 24 million to 7 million, that's the difference. And funny enough, again, Barcelona does not want to pay more than 25 million from Amrabat. And this guy's already getting 24 million in salary. Isn't that ridiculous? It's, it's crazy. But I mean, one of the reasons why Busquets is leaving is also because, you know, right? They can't afford to pay him that much. And so they want to make way for Messi and other yeah, players I they mean, want to, right? I mean, now they just released 24 million in, in, in compensation. Right. So if he leaves is, and then Jordi Alba leaves yeah. and then all those people leave, then they can have more room to... And Busquets, yeah, we've all been saying maybe it's, it's time for him to go. And also, did you watch the highlights of the Espanol game? Is bright white. Was there. Yes, his face. His face. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> And then I remembered that apparently he's rich as fuck, so nobody cares. No, we all joke that playing for professional in La Liga is his side hustle. Because he makes so oh. much money with his family and business. Like, and he has this new haircut that's a little bit weird, so... Uh, and he was subbed off as well. Um, so the replacements for Busquets are either... Amrabat. Amrabat uh, Martin Zubimendi, I think he's in mm-hmm. Real Sociedad, really not bad. And uh, Guaido Rodriguez, Real Betis, so... It's going to be hard to replace Busquets, though. I think that's yeah, yeah, this is not like... Not actual replacement, but some yeah. midfielders that they want to get, defensive midfielders. And also because I'm a City fan, I have to point out, Pep was the one who got him started because he was a coach for the B team and, and he was the one who first started Busquets. Yeah. So it's like this whole chain, right? So Cruyff was the one who basically discovered Pep and was like, you know, I want to start you. And then they won the Champions like they won the league, whatever. Yeah. And then Guardiola. So not that I'm a huge fan of Pep, but he was... When you think about it, it's so impactful. So impactful. Look at Arteta, look at Company, look at Xavi, look yeah. at all these clubs that are basically following his lead. Exactly. Like his impact is enormous. I don't understand why you're not a Pep fan. <laughs> I'm okay. All I, Barcelona I, fans are Pep fans. No, I'm not a huge Pep fan. Yeah. I like I watch a I lot think, of interviews. You see, I think you don't like his personality. Yeah, you know, because I watch a lot of and interviews. And why are you? So why are you making? Because when I was when I was a Barca fan and when I used to watch Barcelona and Messi, I knew he was not getting along with all like a lot of players. I think that's why he left a little bit early. But you see, why are you making fun of me for judging a lot of players outside of their just their technical? No, skills? but this is not my. This is not my. You judging a player based on the pictures they take. I'm judging a coach based on. No, but also interviews. the way they speak. No, based on interviews of players and what they mentioned of their like private relationships with him no, not I, private but private no, 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 discussions I understand but I just meant it's peripheral stuff it's stuff around their main job yeah yeah but this is not really peripheral because this is his discussion with the player this is what I think you should do this is what I think you, you know, should do but I mean there's also cost to being a football I mean, genius good for you man <laughs> you could be a pep fan that's great as well uh, I wanted to mention one last thing uh, that I found really weird before we end this episode is the I was watching the AFCON U17, so under 17. Uh, as we do. As we do. I've never watched a game for anyone under 17, so this is the first time. Uh, my father called me, he said, oh, Morocco made it this far, blah, blah, blah. So Morocco made it to the final to face Senegal. Senegal is dominating African soccer right now, okay. like soccer, in all categories. Uh, so Morocco beat Algeria 3-0 in the quarters and then went to face Mali in the semi semifinal and beat them through penalties. 
where they basically were down two because they missed two penalties and then they came back. Mm. So it's so a penalty comeback. It's a penalty comeback. They have to try the penalty. Eight penalties. Eight eights or something like okay. that. It's just crazy. But I'm bringing this up because I saw one player crying during the penalty show. It was so sad. Like, you need to watch these under 17th. They're so young and flimsy. And the guy was crying during the shootout. And I was like, this is brutal. It's isn't a this basically man. No, but isn't this basically child labor? Because they're making money out of this. Like, should we, should we be allowing competitions with this intensity, like, for, like, these early ages? No. I, feel I like guess you can make an argument that it builds character. It's literally child labor, right? It's not because they're getting paid. You can say it's child, like, mental abuse, maybe. But who's getting paid? The players. Yeah, but, like, child labor does not mean that the, the people don't get paid. But you're abusing their labor. What you yeah, should be, like, right? Exposing someone who's not just not mature, but, like, they, they're still, like, teenagers. They're still going through, like, a growth spur, like, a lot of things to something this intense where people might just easily, uh, like, start hating on them. The guy is crying. I'm no, like, no, I, I, I do think that this kind of stuff either makes them great players in the future or just completely turns them off and ruins them. So it either makes you great or makes you... Yeah, but my point is more like, should society be doing this? But what, what can you do, though? Have know. them not play anything until they're 18? Yeah, that doesn't weird. work either. That would be weird, but I just... I no just knockout thought, tournaments I just thought it was, I just thought it was cruel. It was really cruel. Well, they made it to the finals, so good for them. It, I don't it, know if they're going to win, I but... I mean, is it cruel, though? Because... So, so, the, the, so when Algeria lost uh, to Morocco, and this is also held in Algeria... And there's a lot of tensions between Algeria and Morocco and all that. So the coach, I said something amazing. The Morocco coach, I, I don't know him. He said, you guys need to be easy on the players. They're so young. Because the the, the, the press was cruel to the Algerian players. Mm. Like People really need to remind that this is just a game. To be reminded this is just a game. And these are like... Understand, go look at their pictures and go to look. And they're so small. Okay. Like, even even the, the net looks too big for them. Okay, that's, that's a different thing. Because... There's one thing, the pressure that their managers and their team members and all that stuff and themselves put on, they, the pressure that they put on themselves. It's a whole different ballgame when you're talking about media and fans, right? Yeah, I they're think, not really independent. That's the problem. Yeah, I understand. But I'm saying that I think there should be work done on the media and the fan side. Yeah, I agree. On the, how they treat young yeah. players. Because in the, in, in, from the manager's should perspective... should be very careful. The, but if it's media and stuff, I totally agree. Like yeah. You need to be more gentle on them. It's not the same... Like, it's not the same caliber. It doesn't... We shouldn't be treating those games with the same level of pressure mm -hmm. as, like, a Champions mm -hmm. League final. That's what I'm right? saying. It shouldn't be as intense. If they don't win it, that's fine. You're it's... not going to get hate from the newspapers the next morning saying you missed a penalty, right? Exactly. And they, they don't... I'm not even going to use the argument where they, they get paid a lot. If, if some guy who's 25 years old or someone who's 30 years old misses a penalty, he's already getting paid over 5 million a year. Like, because, why do I... Because I think... He's an adult. Ambitious and smart and capable young kids, they all put pressure on themselves and they feel under pressure. But it's abuse, like you said, yeah, maybe but, not labor, but I think it's abuse if you get it from the media. Because I, I didn't want this. I didn't want the newspaper talking about me saying I fucked up. Yeah. Right? That's not okay. Yeah, because you could say when I take an exam, the stakes are also high yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly, I don't and have, I'm crying. But no one, yeah, but no one is. I don't have like a billion people watching me and telling me, playing. "Boo, you suck!" Like I, I, right? Like maybe I do suck, but like I'm, I'm not hearing it from strangers that I don't know. I don't know, like I don't like I never felt bad when I saw all these players cry 
during when they lose like the World Cup, they lose the Champions League. But I really felt so bad when I saw the kid cry. He's such a kid. Anyways. But I mean, this must happen in the in the academy as they're coming up. Like 12, no, no, they, 12 they, year olds they, running around doing penalties and then, you know. Yeah, yeah, but not when like you're representing your team. And especially yeah. after what Morocco did. So they probably think that they have even more pressure. Anyways, that was just like something I wanted to bring up. Well, that's it for another episode. We're looking forward to another great week of football. The last mm-hmm. couple of weeks of the season. So sad. But if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye.